I started recording just in case. So have I too. Oh, awesome. Hit record. And now you Great. got real quiet. What? Well, I turned it down a bit because he was complaining about the reverb. Yeah, it was fine before. It's cool. You, you bastard. <laughs> That's you all over, that is. I mean, you're still reverby, but just quiet reverb, like a little church. I'll reverb you to the moon is what I'll do. <laughs> That's perfect. It does It does sound great. I'm glad I'm good enough for this podcast. <laughs> I'm glad I've... I've raised myself to the lofty standards of Boston's favorite son. Thank the Lord. You still, you still sound. Thank the Lord. You still sound, still sound like you're, you're preaching, and that's good. It's good to preach. People love preachers. They love religion. Is it possible? And and I'm only saying this because you are the person that denied that HD was a thing. <laughs> for years is it possible there's something wrong with your headphones it could be i make you right on that though jonathan i uh had a similar thing i couldn't quite get why hd was so impressive until i got glasses and then i was like oh my eyes are just shit i need some new ones that's so kind people uh really conrad gently has, has made fun of me for that one for a while but you don't know when your eyes aren't working no you really don't how can you know it's a slow progression yeah a descent a spiraling, if you will, that uh, you just you can't observe in the moment. But it's like it's like watching a child grow, right? Mm-hmm. If you live with that child, sure, eventually you're going to notice. Hey, wait a second, that child was a lot smaller a little while ago, and it wasn't beating me across the head with a crowbar. <laughs> yeah, hoarded a lot fewer guns, some but fewer. But if you were like an aunt or an uncle, mm, right, mm-hmm. and you only saw that child at intervals, yeah, you'd be like, oh, shit. Wow, they're, they're really dressing in a lot of Nazi regalia, mm-hmm. like suddenly. <laughs> Those manifestos are really coming along. The handwriting, it's cursive now. That's terrifying. That makes parenting sound scary. And I guess it is, but usually not for their, those reasons. Well, it is when you raise a little QAnonah, which you will, Jonathan, <laughs> as an experiment. What? Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. So anyway, Jonathan, why haven't you defected to the Soviet Union? <laughs> is, it still, is it still going? I thought they dissolved it. I thought they dissolved the oh, union. Oh, I see. That old excuse. You're buying the company line. I get it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, officer. I couldn't defect to the Soviet Union. It doesn't exist. Come on, Jonathan. You know as well as I do that the Soviet Union still exists. And you haven't defected. No, I have. I, it's a where would I go? The which nation is it? Because it's it was a union of nations, and they're they all said they're not in it anymore. Separated. Uh, Boston. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the new officers of the Soviet Union are in Boston, which is useful because that's where you are. Well, I mean, you have even less excuse then. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's right there. Like, come on. You don't have like a couple of hours in your day to pop on down to the headquarters of the Soviet Union and defect. Headquarters? Not capital. Yeah. Do you want me to find the embassy? I'll find the Soviet Union embassy. Let's have a look. Right. Soviet Union embassy. Whole Foods. (laughs) Right. We get results. Yeah, we get results. So that must be it. You got a Google... Google result? Oh, no, no, no. We use DuckDuckGo. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. I use DuckDuckGo and it, it says Embassy of Russia in Washington, D.C., Wikipedia, right? So it's the Embassy of Russia, I guess. Well, that makes sense. Soviet Union. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But it says Whole Foods. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Chancery is located at 2650 Wisconsin Missing, 
and then it says Whole Foods. So there's a little line going through those ones. So that the the line means no. It's a it's a don't go. Oh, right. Well, it's saying yeah. They must have updated the information at some point. Plus, if I was trying to throw people off the scent, I'd put lines through where it was. Well, yeah, and you know, if you've got something on a list and the thing changes, you don't just throw the web page out, no, right? You, you just cross it out page. and add the new information. But but yeah. They haven't invented Tipex for the internet yet, Jonathan. Don't be silly. <laughs> there's so much there's so much to look at here. So so when you want to throw people off the scent, you don't just draw a line through the crime you did. Right. You don't like write, I am a killer, and then draw a line <laughs> through it and be like, no, I'm not. Do you not? <laughs> not a killer, but... Oh, but you're I... in trouble then. <laughs> I may have written Jonathan's the killer in blood somewhere and crossed it out. I am the killer. But if you wrote Jonathan's not the killer and then crossed it out, then they'd think I was the killer. Exactly. The point is, Jonathan, is I've got a million excuses to make this bit work. You're going to Whole Foods. <laughs> You're going to Whole Foods to join the Soviet Union. You're going to go in there and demand to meet Maximilian Robespierre. Maximilian Robespierre? Yeah, Maximilian Robespierre. You, you walk into the Whole Foods, right? Walk up to someone like at the checkout and just like... With your hand in your inside of your coat, what I want you to do is I want you to get your, your pointing finger and your middle finger, put them two together, bunch up the rest in a fist, put it inside your coat and really sort of poke at it so they can see it come out. That way you're doing the salute of the Soviet Union. Hand over your chest like Napoleon. You go over and you say, right, I'd like to join the Soviet Union, please. I haven't got a gun. That way they know you're safe and that you'd like to see Maximilian Robespierre and really hammer that point home as well. Just say, I would like to speak to Maximilian Robespierre, please. Uh, but he's not. Who is who? Did I miss something here? I, I feel like I'm smart, but. Yeah. The head of the Soviet Union. Maxim right. <laughs> Maximilian Robespierre. Yeah. So. What if they say that that person isn't a person? Oh, well, that's when shit goes down. <laughs> What's the shit? What? The what? shit is you displaying your patriotic fervor for your new motherland. Gendered. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. This is the point at which you start guillotining. Okay, what? This is the point at which you start yelling, Vive la Revolution! Right? Fishing into your pockets for the kitchen knives you brought and then start chopping away at the bananas. Show them how good you are at taking down the aristocracy. Did you tell me what I was wearing? Am I just wearing my clothes? Oh, no. You're wearing a dirty coat. Yeah. <laughs> a long, dirty coat. It's, it's, it's May. It's almost June. That would be very uncomfortable. You're wearing a, a long, dirty coat, a Napoleon hat, right? Okay. Big boots. That'll do. <laughs> like knee high. Knee high boots. Knee high boots. Yeah. Wait, you forgot the pants and the underwear. There's no nothing covering. No, of course oh, no. not. No, I didn't forget the pants and the underwear. I burned those. So coat covering my genitals in the way uh, of getting to the place. Yeah, it's weird. Why are you so fixated on your genitals, Jonathan? Yeah. I'm not. I just, I'm, I'm, I've learned to... It doesn't get windy in Boston. It does get quite windy. Well, the... then you'll need both hands for your Napoleon hat, won't you? <laughs> both hands holding your hat on your head as you stride proudly. I mean, chest puffed up. Proudly strides to the Whole Foods, yelling at anyone who walks past, I'm off to join the Soviet Union! Vive la Revolution! <laughs> Semper Fi! You know, it's funny, I was driving my son to school this morning and he was like, So, do the firemen stop bad guys? I'm like, eh, not really. It's like, do the police? I'm like, mm. no. <laughs> Sometimes after the fact. No. As a happy accident. Yeah, it's my coincidence occasionally. <laughs> I was trying to trying to be polite and, and not get him hating everybody. Yeah, you really shouldn't. Tell fairy tales to your child. Yeah. I said sometimes after the fact. They're rarely there when the crime is happening. She's like, well, who does it? Superheroes? And I said, no, it, it has to oftentimes be us. If I saw someone smacking 
a coffee out of somebody's hands and laughing at them, I would I would try to do something about it or join in. Right, obviously, <laughs> yeah. like the weakest customer has been identified. The rest of Starbucks must fall in on it. But but what you're describing, don't you know about like how to survive in a coffee shop? It's it's survival of the fittest in there. It's a jungle. Yeah, you can't demonstrate any form of weakness because if you're not in there tearing apart that coffee consumer, yeah. you're next. Wow. The alpha coffee drinker already has the baristas on side. You will not win, not unless you undermine the power base. Tip a little more. Ingratiate yourself. Whoa. I This is an ecosystem I was not aware of. Oh, look, if you go into the wrong coffee shop, Without knowing the hierarchy, you could pop your MacBook down on, on onto a table, right? Mm. With a latte, with a choco latte, mocha, to write your novel, or at least a page of it, wink, <laughs> wink. You'll definitely get it done if you're in a coffee shop, right? It's the atmosphere, Jonathan. It's the atmosphere. Someone's going to shut your fucking fingers in that MacBook. If you've sat in big Ronald's chair, What's what, 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 what? So in in the animal kingdom, yeah. there is a battle mm-hmm. to prove that you should be the dominant one, and then you usually, if you're that animal, are the one to yeah. to mate more, and their your 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 genes get replicated, and mm-hmm. the children are stronger. The survival of the fittest concept is there to help with evolution. Yeah, but in the coffee shop, the coffee kingdom. <laughs> In the coffee kingdom, I don't know what kind of evolution, what kind of progress. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's, it's a social evolution, and it functions in much the same way. You see, when people come into the environment who aren't fit for the social hierarchy that's contained within it, they are driven out. Oh, absolutely, with prejudice. And this allows a constant sort of evolution and refinement towards the purest alpha state of the coffee consumer. It's a social evolution, mm-hmm. all right? That's what he said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it sounds like a violent... Well, here's the thing. <laughs> if you want to go in and upset the apple cart and challenge Big Ronald's dominance, right, you can give it a go. I'm just saying that, that, you know, what we're trying to tell you is through the power of social evolution, the herd mentality in that Starbucks, well, it's going to require a strong show of force. Now, you can go in there and physically challenge. At that point, Big Ronald will choose his Keurig, you will choose your Keurig, and you will proceed to smack the fuck out of each other with them. (laughs) So, so... why Why does anyone bow to Big Ronald? Why does anyone stay in the coffee shop? Why does Big Ronald... Uh, mostly for a hate of Keurig machines. <laughs> they take their coffee very seriously at Beanie Tuesday's Tuesday Beanery. They're only open on Tuesday. That's why there's such a rush on for seats. But it's the best coffee in Boston. And the beans were coffee beans this whole time. I've been wondering about Beanie for... Well... <laughs> <laughs> They take their coffee seriously, but not sensibly. There is a lot of baked coffee. Baked bean coffee? It is Boston. Baked coffee of Boston. Boston baked bean coffee. Exactly. Just baking a cup of coffee. Well, no, they've got sriracha in there as well. A little brown sugar and honey. Mmm, now that's damn fine coffee. It's got to be a very hot mug. So am I. And the bacon grease. Mmm. Let's not forget the bacon grease. Otherwise, how else will the mess go down your throat? It'll be scalding hot. It'll be very damaging to the cells on my skin. No, we've got heat sinks in there. What? A couple graham crackers. (laughs) Crunch them up, pop them in. Ooh. So this is a a coffee (laughs) shop. Ooh. It's a coffee shop where... People are are fighting for some sort of head of the herd, head of the pack mentality and drinking scalding hot graham cracker coffee. Yeah, that's where it went. (laughs) But Big Ronald Ronald has sway over who comes and who goes and everyone knows it. Yeah. How big is he? Is he quite big? I mean, we're talking what? Oh, five foot eight, five foot nine? Yeah, about that. (laughs) Yes. Big. Are you kidding? That's big.
bigger than a dog. Even the biggest dog. I can't think of a single dog that gets up to five, six. No, you could ride that like a pony, Jonathan. Don't be ridiculous. Where are you going that dogs are that big? Is everyone in this coffee shop a dog, including Big Ronald? Most of them. So, <laughs> just sitting around, sipping their coffee, preparing for the next attack. Yeah. It's very, very surprising news. I mean, that's part of the reason there's so many beans in the coffee is they weren't they weren't lapping it up, Doc. <laughs> and uh, what's up, Doc? I was wondering. <laughs> I, I did that. I did that backwards. So what's what's up, Doc? <laughs> so the reason I the reason I brought it all up is because what you were describing I was going to do when I was going to go try to join the USSR. Oh bloody hell! Yeah, I forgot about that one. I was happy to move on. Yeah, that's fine, and we can. But just to yeah. make my point very clear, because that's what's important is my clear points. I thought that if I saw someone doing what you said I should do, I would probably. Try to do a neighborhood watch style crime stop. If I saw a guy, and I, I wouldn't try to hurt him, of course, but I, if he was screaming, nude, Viva la Verrouchon! So wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Have we found Jonathan's kink at last? I hope so. You know, he, he <laughs> sees somebody in a, a long jacket with no pants or, or underpants and a Napoleon hat. Marching into a, a Whole Foods, screaming "Viva la Revolution!" He immediately thinks I need to restrain them. Mm. Not restrain, but but try to intervene in some way. Uh, com commit. Restrained mm -hmm. in the Whole Foods. I wouldn't uh, physically touch the, the the poor man, but I would say to him, "Oh, oh, so it's a little uh, a little tease play." Mm. <laughs> Something sexual about about Soviet tease play. <laughs> There's a lot of kink attached to your biggest fears, as you know. For a while, Soviet before. tease play is being told the food rations are increasing, but they're not. That's the tease. That's a, that's a little USSR humor for you. But the, the olden days of the bread lines. Um, hopefully, those days are over. I haven't kept up, but well, not in America. No. That's such a thing. That that sort of thing would never happen in America. Now. Not under capitalism. The Soviet Union's alive and well under capitalism, and there you go. We did it. We did ah. it. It took us eighteen minutes, but we did it. We brought it right back around to what it's all about, Jonathan. Yeah. Which is why you should defect to the Soviet Union. Let's do the podcast from the beginning again. So. Why haven't you joined the Soviet Union, Jonathan? There is none. You said it was in a Whole Foods in, in Washington or something, but there was a line through Why it. Why are you the fucking Soviet Union Nazi? No Soviet Union for you. <laughs> it's because they, they ended Why it. Why aren't you a Soviet Union Nazi, Jonathan? <laughs> what does that even hell of a Hell of a move. You can't deny it's a bold move. If you went on national TV or local news and just said, what's up? I'm the Soviet Nazi. What do you think of that then? <laughs> we can buy you ad time to say that. Dress you up like Maximilian Robespierre, but with a different sort of hat. <laughs> what's up? Yeah. Yeah, we buy you. <laughs> we, dress, we dress you up like a Soviet Nazi. You go on TV with ad time, we bought and just say, what's up, dog? <laughs> to, to the audience? I want to know what's up with the audience. I'm trying to connect. You just say, what's up, dog? It fades to black, goes back to the newscast while the, the anchor person looks frankly confused, I would imagine. I'm sure we could get five seconds of TV time. Mm -hmm. It won't be expensive. Not local. No, five seconds of TV time local is... $10,000 or something. So you're, if it's five seconds. Small expense to get you on TV to What's Up Dog the Nation. <laughs> so feed in. Me say, what's up, Doug? Never explain that I'm the Soviet Nazi, whatever that means, and then just fade out. Oh, they'll know. We'll dress you up in enough stereotypical clubber <laughs> for them to know that you're some sort of Soviet Nazi. So like a big Russian hat, but also um, some sort of uh, Nazi. Yeah. 
You'll have a mixture of iconography about your person. <laughs> mm-hmm. There'll be a, a, an iron cross hammer sickle. Yeah. That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. yeah. The iron hammer cross is <laughs> something we've been workshopping for a couple weeks, and I'm really pleased with it. We made a badge. It's very sharp. Don't touch it. You need gloves to put it on. And nipple gloves to safely wear it. <laughs> gloves for my nipples. Gloves for your nipples. Yeah. What does a nipple glove look like? Have you seen one? Uh, basically a rubber nipple. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't have fingers. Hey, Jonathan. What? Hey. <laughs> it's me. Tristan. <laughs> what? Tristan the fairy. Tristan? I'm here to grant your wishes. Do you love? Oh, look, it's Tristan the fairy, everyone. What do you think of that, Jonathan? It's your very own special fairy, and I bought them just for you. Completely, completely alarmed. I thought we were talking about me cutting my nipples with some sort of new ultimate enemy of the United States insignia that's got both Nazi and USSR or Russia iconography on it and suddenly a fairy showed up and just hey that don't sound fun oh tristan the fairy's all about having fun i can grant you any wish you want do you want a brownie <laughs> no wow what an opportunity what? jonathan no you can have Whoa. your your many wishes granted or a brownie or a brownie or a brownie you can have a brownie do you love do I love? Oh, it's a simple question. <laughs> Seems straightforward to me. It's very unspecific. I love a lot of things and people, yeah. Uh-huh. Do you want a brownie? <laughs> oh, no, I don't. Oh. I don't eat food that I, I don't know where it came from. Oh, that's a sh... That's a sh... Oh. When I said I could grant any wish, I... I grant brownies? Grant? Yeah, that's all I do. Just grant brownies. It's not so good. I do my best. You know, we're all trying. Yeah. I, 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 you know, Tristan, I gotta say, I think that your brownie granting is what makes you special. Do you want a handful, Jonathan? Of brownies? Yeah, I got a handful of brownie. <laughs> Why are your hands on the brownie? I'll, ad- I'll admit, Tristan. <laughs> It only just hit me where this is going. I have a bad feeling about it. Now, now, hold on, hold on. Jonathan. Yeah. Tristan's a guest in our house. I'm a guest in the house. How did Tristan get in the house? What, what are you doing in the house? Trying to give you a gift and you're just like, you're being very rude about this, I think. I was purchased at a reasonable rate from a man by the river. What? Hey, Jonathan. <sighs> Do you want wishes? Oh, I mean, yes, but no. Oh. <laughs> can, can you even... Well, ain't that a shame? Whoa. Ain't that a crying shame? Tristan the fairy just wanted to give you a brownie. And now you gotta deal with me. Are you Tristan's, um... I'm the bad Tristan. <laughs> the angry Tristan. What? I'm the Tristan you don't want to know. Now what you and me are going to do is you're going to take a little drive and you're going to take me to the liquor store. You're going to keep that engine running, Jonathan, and you're going to hear some awful loud noises coming out that liquor store. You keep your eyes on the fucking wheel. (laughs) What What did I do to deserve this? Hey, it's bad Tristan, angry Tristan, the Tristan we don't want to know. How are you today? (laughs) Bad and angry and you don't want to know. Keep your eyes on the fucking wheel, Jonathan. That's what I said. Keep your fucking eyes on the wheel. Tristan's very angry, Jonathan. Yeah. You didn't accept a brownie. Who let Tristan... So someone paid Tristan to come into our house? I bought Tristan (laughs) from a shop by the river. I say a shop. It was a bridge. You bought a fairy? I thought fairies were sentient living beings. You, You don't buy. That's slavery, isn't that? You buy a living thing and then call it property? That's not... Oh, we'll do anything for money. 
There's two things fairies will do anything for. Money and liquor. <laughs> now I got my money. Where you gonna get me a drink? Jonathan, this is like one of those folklore things. That's what you've done. You've upset a seely fay, whatever that is. Uh-huh. And now you've got to buy it booze. Yeah, get, you you really should be like yeah. getting to the liquor store. Yeah. Like This is some changeling the lost shit. So you bought this fairy, and yet usually when you own something, I don't I don't like owning someone, but when you own something, it doesn't then threaten. Well, I mean, when we say bought, yeah, we gave them money, yeah, and they came here. <laughs> that was the that was the the purchase exchange. Was now I'm here forever. <laughs> Good <laughs> new regular character. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So so the buying is really just giving it permission to never leave and do whatever it wants. That's the the purchase you made. I don't know. I've been waiting to do the Tristan voice since 2019. That's how infrequent these podcasts are. Wow, I didn't know that. It's a function of the infrequency of the podcast and the infrequency of my memory. (laughs) That today, in 2021, I thought, oh, I'll do Tristan the fairy. Anyway, why aren't you a crash test commie? A what? A crash test commie. (laughs) A crash test commie. Cummy, right? Yeah, you okay. already look like a crash test dummy. Now we just need the cum. <laughs> we can't do crash test dummies, they've been done, but we can paint a yellow and black circle on your head. One on each side of your head, put you in a jumpsuit, and then just, you know, <laughs> throw a shopping cart with you in it at a wall, see what happens. Also, there's cum. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say that I'm not thrilled about the bodily harm that'll come to me if I crash into a wall. Yeah, it's going to be great. Conrad's got a camera. Mm-hmm. We're going to film crash test gummies and you're going to like look at the camera, Jonathan. You're already like, because you're a dummy, you're all like floppy in a in a uh, shopping cart and I kind of like push you towards the camera and then you look up and go, I am a crash test gummy and this is jackass. <laughs> and then obviously Conrad will go down, 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 and do the whole theme tune with his voice. Now, when when you do this, uh, you're going to have to maintain a rictus smile the entire oh, time. So rictus. You know, you know think um, uh, Nicolas Cage at the end of Mandy or, or John Candy, Plane, Trains, and Automobiles when he's in the devil suit. Yeah. You know, that kind of a big grin. Or Nicolas Cage in Face Off. Right, when he's just looking at the the other person. When he does the big smile in the prison. Right. Or Nicolas Cage in Willy's Wonderland when he does smile at some point. Or Nicolas Cage when he's having his dinner. <laughs> just Nicolas Cage. Now, 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 We're doing that the whole time we are pushing you down hills in a trolley. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is what it is. Yeah. I've, I've had to think of it beyond just the words crash test coming now. <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll push you down a hill in a trolley while Lloyd and his friends who hang out by the river masturbate. Ugh. And and <laughs> it's a contest between Conrad and I. This will get you famous <laughs> to see who can push you down with the right timing so that you are sprayed with jisms. As you pass, like a horse breaking a rope, but it's many ropes and they're very silky. It's it's great because Lloyd and all of his friends have been practicing for years on their timing, so they all go off exactly at once. Yeah. Go off. <laughs> oh, yeah. But there's a competitive element among them too because once the crash test coming has passed through and Conrad and I have sort of made a show of pretending like we were in a competition, like we'll divvy up some points or whatever. Lloyd and his friends will then work out who got the most amount on the crash test coming. And that's where the testing comes in because you're doing this for safety after all. But because I am the one who has to test this out because... Right. We got to keep people safe when they do this in regular life. Yeah, it's it's in the public good. <laughs> yeah, when people, when regular people 
are being cummed on in trolleys. They need to know how safe it is. It's not. <laughs> it's mostly. It's. I don't know enough about the transmission of all kinds of diseases through semen, yeah. but I know there's there's at least a couple. Well, I mean, I'll be joining Lloyd, so there'll at least be a transient mission. <laughs> You you are also going to ejaculate on me as I'm pushing oh, the god! Is what you're saying. You have no idea. I don't. No, I'll be at the very end on a plinth. Oh, this is good. Like I'm, I, I know how to bump. I'm a pro wrestler, right? I will be stood on a pile of boxes, which will serve as your crash mat. Like a big pile of boxes with oh, I don't know. Jizz in them. Mmm. Boxed jizz. Yeah, like a lot of a lot of tissues. Lloyd and his friends have been saving up a lot of tissues, Jonathan, from their practice sessions. They have a lot of emptied Franzia boxed wine boxes. Yeah. And they've just taken to jacking off straight into those. Yeah. Ugh. They're smelling a bit sugary. <laughs> so anyway, we've got a lot of those, and I'm gonna stand on top of them. So that when you go down, you go through the cum shower, then you hit the crash pad, and I will be dressed up as a crash test cummy as well. I'll have been beating off furiously the whole time. Obviously. Yeah, I reckon I'll go off like a pretty, pretty sprinkler as I tumble down, hopefully on top of you, Jonathan, just going, uh, uh. It's a, it's... A gross idea to a lot of people, but I'm so used to these ideas now that I'm I'm not even sure. It's not one of the worst ones. Yeah, I feel like it, it at at times it has some pornographic mainstream appeal. Like I, I think that if you were to do a crash test cummies yeah. video for for porn hub for pornography hub they or one of the it. other hubs, oh. and it's not just trolleys. Imagine if you will. Sitting on a skateboard while I fuck come into your face. <laughs> Why am I sitting on a skateboard? What? What is it? Is, is Why it am me? I farting cum? These are questions that will be answered because it's a flashback episode. We start with the cum fart, then we go back. To how it all began, yeah. Yeah, it's Cotton Red putting a skateboard into your hand and saying, sit the fuck on this while I'm buggered up the arse a lot. It's not exactly Tarantino. Well, no, it's exactly Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly Tarantino. There's going to be some prolonged shots of your feet. Tarantino style. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to show your, your pretty toes. They're not. We're going to put toe rings and anklets on you, uh, as well as your jumpsuit. They're essentially hobbit feet. Then I'll fart cum into your face, Jonathan. <laughs> I'm, I'm fixating on the feet, but farting cum. How do you fart? How do you fart cum? It's after someone came... Ejaculated, I mean. In... I mean, I already explained that, but if we want to relitigate it, I like how you're working it out. Yeah, I, it's all I can do. So, is is I don't watch a lot of pornography. This creamed pie of yours, fascinating. <laughs> I... Do tell me the mechanics. <laughs> Sounds. <laughs> oh my god! This is going into my research paper. <laughs> what else can I do? I don't. I, I'm just trying to even in, 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 imagine it, and I guess it's. Things that happen in pornography. So so if you were to do this pornography, someone would be aroused by it, I'm guessing. Oh, they'd absolutely love it. Just wait and just wait until the slip and slide slalom. Oh yeah. What's that? What's that? What? Uh well, you know you know slides. <laughs> yes, like in playgrounds and stuff. And and you know semen. I sorta of do, yeah. I've seen it around. Do the math. <laughs> They're going to come on a slide and then you're going to go down it. Why? What? That was the math. <laughs> that was the math. Just out of almost scientific curiosity, how much does the soundtrack matter, you think, in <laughs> pornography? Because earlier you said it should be the jackass theme, and I thought that was good. But when you talked about you standing on a bunch of boxes yeah. filled with semen, I suddenly, and this is me just being conditioned by you two, I heard in my head, loud, almost like a hallucination, the American Gladiators theme song from the oh. late 80s, early 90s. Like, then you go, here we go. And then just. Hell yeah. Jonathan, that's a good idea. Would that be erotic or is that just obnoxious? I don't know what that is. I think it would, it would, it would add a level of drama to the show. John, uh, Conrad, how good is your trumpeting? 
It's all right. Perfect. That's all we need. We'll have Conrad off to the side while I'm uh, beating off, and Lloyd and his friends are beating off. You uh, tumble down the hill. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Oh, having a great time beating off. Oh, here he comes. Better speed up. Oh, I'm coming. And Good episode. That's erotic? I reckon so. <laughs> erotic and action-packed. I think you got to do both these days. I think we've got to do this in the Whole Foods. I don't think they'll let us in for that. Are you sure? In, in a Whole Foods? You sure we could do this in a Whole Foods? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we couldn't come curl you into the Whole Foods. Do you want to know how cum curling works? I don't know. I think I do. I can't help but be curious, but I'm also worried. Are you imagining Conrad and I jerking off onto the floor of the Whole Foods and then smearing it on the floor with brushes while you slide across? We're blowing whistles. I'm the curling stone, like an Olympic curling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're, well, you're the crash test coming. It works the very, the exact same way to a curling stone. I didn't picture that. Only with cum, not ice. So the thing about semen. Yeah. And the public is when they see it, when they get the feeling that that's what that is. Like they, they, not that I know this from experience, but this is my understanding. When they, then when they see what looks like might be semen, and most adults have seen it before, or or seen pictures of it, seen it in movies. Yeah. They first ask themselves, "Is that semen?" And then they do a, a reality check in their head, like, well, it, sh it couldn't be. It shouldn't be. Why would it be? But it is a visceral fear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But wait a minute. What else could it be? Yeah. I think that's semen. And then the panic hits because it signals to them that something intrusively sexual is about to happen in the area, be it a display of sexuality, be it an attempt to have sex with them. Yeah. So they get out of there. I will admit a couple of blowjobs have ended with... Why do I always think this is a good idea? Why do I always think there's a reward at the end? Mm. Blowjobs that you, you've given, gotten? Nothing but a, a clean-up job and spit something out. When, you, when you've when um, you been giving a blowjob and, and yeah, yeah. the moment the, the moment of passion. At least with a random it's getting spat, Jonathan. I make exceptions. You're, you're on the list of exceptions. Oh, thanks. Yeah, although we can't be greedy and let this precious <laughs> this precious lubricant go down our dirty little cum gullets we've got to use it for cum curling it's down the aisle <laughs> we gotta <laughs> sliding up to the delicatessen why do we got, got to hand, please is what you say and then you just go about shopping like normal in a jumpsuit covered in cum. I so you're giving me a public blowjob because <laughs> you yes. appreciate no, me. That was just an incidental aside. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't However, sure. However, <laughs> once we've curled you in and you're there, I imagine like you've done this kind <laughs> I imagine you've done this kind of cool. You're first curled up in a ball while Lloyd pushes you in and we're curl like coming and curling. Mm -hmm. Um making the, the floor wet and just so can you just ejaculate nonstop for like an hour? Just a hose of semen coming out of here? We may have brought some extra. Uh, but the brushes is to help, you know. Uh, we can really spread it around. Luckily, we'll have plenty left over. We'll have plenty left over for the floor show. Right. This ain't the floor show. This no. is getting the floor used to what's going to happen at it. So anyway, right, we've curled you in. You're sliding in, curled up into a cute bowl, and then you sort of do a breakdancing move when Whoa. you reach the delicatessen and end with, like, lying on your side with your head on your hand and one on your hip, and you just go, I'll have what she's having, <laughs> and just point at one of the random screaming customers. <laughs> That's when you get up and just do your shopping. Then I just get up and shop. That's how I get into the store. <laughs> That's, That's my the entrance. floor show. <laughs> because people will be thinking, oh my God, did that crash test dummy just slide into this establishment on a floor of cum? I can't wait to see what they do next. <laughs> and the fact that you are just getting a chicken 
will blow their little minds. The floor show is me shopping for chicken. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what gets you famous. <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking. Do you? Yeah. When you fill your shopping cart up and then confess that you can't pay, you're worried they won't let you leave with the food. <laughs> I was worried about so many other things. I've planned it out, though. Mm. Okay. If anyone in that shop gives you any fucking lip or gets in our way, we are going to anime respond the fuck out of them. Anime respond? Oh hell yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be thrown for a loop when they say, Oi, you can't walk in here covered in cum, and we just look at them and go, Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I don't know if 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 that's gonna have any. Effect. I, I think that's gonna be the least of their worries. The the last thing they're gonna pay attention to. That's not gonna have any effect. I don't think. No, they're gonna be worried about the cum covered stranger. Yeah, but that's the thing. If we're there looking at them the whole time, going oh, like anime characters whose English voice actors have to do something, then. What are they going to do? <laughs> they can't, you can't have a conversation with someone anime responding you. I don't think conversation is what they're looking for. I think oh. law enforcement, I think uh, security will be called. I think. Oh. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> you see, Jonathan, you can't do it. It's true. You can't argue with that. Mm -hmm. You hear it. And you start to listen because it sounds like something is about to be said. So you yeah. become. The only time. You break from this is if they threaten to get security involved, at which point you scratch the back of your neck and go <laughs> really nervously. And Conrad and I will really emphasize it by going <laughs> like a sort of, I guess it's an embarrassed sound effect. Yeah, like a background, you know, but yeah. in the background, you're like, yeah. Right. Bonus points if you like throw yourself to the floor, skitter across to them, so it can look like you're emanating up from the bottom of the camera screen when you get up onto your feet, scratching the back of your neck, <laughs> laughing nervously. Camera screen? You know, like from their field of vision. Like you get yeah. to get real low up close to them so that they can't see you. And I've saved just a bit of cum to slap on the side of your head so it looks like a teardrop coming down. <laughs> yeah. So their eyes are cameras and this is all a show. Yeah, they they will think they're in an anime and leave us alone. <laughs> it's a it's an idea. It's Yeah, it's... I mean if we then just like throw a mouse at them just go whoa, Pikachu. Whoa, power of French. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do Ash Ketchum. <laughs> it's a tough voice. It's high. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> you sound like Ash after contracting the illnesses and, and getting beaten by a group of people, beat up people. I sound like Ash having the shit kicked out of him by the living evil dead. Yes. So many ashes, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of ashes when you think about it. It's true. I'd like to see them all get together. I'm sure it's been done in fan art. Maybe we can look that up later. We're almost at time. I had a Willem Dafoe <gasps> pitch, but it's it pales. It pales to so many of the things that you've said. No, I doubt that. <sighs> I've had a little bit of spare time the past couple of weeks, usually about 15 minutes a day. I drink some coffee. I put on my socks. I put on my shoes. And my mind can just wander. And it's it's the only time during my days when my mind is free to go to places it naturally goes to. And and for some reason, the other day in the kitchen, sipping the coffee, I think about Willem Dafoe sitting on a desk in a very fancy office, turning to the camera and saying, Hey, I'm Willem Dafoe. It is such a pleasure to be welcomed into your home. And then close up on his face. So you, you establishing shot office now close up. I've got a new television show that I want you to watch. It's happy, it's sad, it's art, it's pornography, and it's for children. No adults. 
no fucking adults like very very angry that sounds very sinister <laughs> yeah, it is it is want to know what it is well let me tell you cut to willem defoe walking down the street here's me walking down the street i've got problems i've got solutions i can't wait to put them together but when i go to the coffee shop i run into a problem i can't solve goes into the coffee shop say what's your name as they get ready to put his name on his coffee for him to pick up he says mm, my name's palma and they say palma <laughs> what's your last name cotney paul mccartney <laughs> you mean like the singer what the fuck and he flips the table over <laughs> so bad <laughs> he's so mad because his name his first name is palma you see but people keep joking about him being Paul McCartney. And he gets so mad that he starts killing people. Oh. That's the plot. It's for, it's for kids. He, uh, he, he, he takes people who call, who joke about, you know, like, oh, hey, Jude. Hey, it's Paul McCartney, everybody. What the fuck? Grabs him, throws him in a van. <laughs> this is me just drinking my coffee. This is all just flashing in my eyes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's how they come to you. Uh-huh. Ties him up. Says, ah, so you made the joke. The joke I've been hearing ever since I was a child. Referring to me as that fucking half-wit, no-talent loser from Wings. Paul McCartney. My name is Palma. Palma. I very much appreciate that Wings is the notable thing brought up. He's never heard the Beatles. And if he heard them, he would be like, oh, this guy's actually not bad. I don't mind the namesake. But it's because he's only heard Wings. As it should be. No, Wings is not as good. But anyway. That's that's correct. But I think think it's fine to love the Beatles, not know Paul McCartney is in the Beatles, and then only associate Paul McCartney with Wings. Because he is responsible for Wings. He is only partly responsible for Wings. And therefore war crimes. (laughs) It's a a fair point. I like Wings. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, in my imagination, when he hears the Beatles, he just can't pay attention to it. So of course they've they've come across his ears, but he just zones out. And and people, you know, Paul McCartney was in the Beatles. What? What'd you just say? Like he can't hear it for some reason. Only winks. So he's got this guy tied up, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill you, and you deserve it. I'm justified, and I'm gonna rectify the errors you made by ending your life with these icicles." It's very good when a murderer says, "I'm justified." <laughs> I hope so. It's supposed to be entertainment. If you're worried, I'm not going to kill you. Just remember, I believe I'm justified. <laughs> so he pulls out the icicles. He just starts pushing them into the guy's arm. Like, eh, eh, oh. get in there. Eh. Eh. They're not sharp enough. They can't do it. And then they start to melt. And the guy is just like, so, uh... Starts making more Paul McCartney jokes, you know, like, so what's Linda like in bed? <laughs> Very uh-huh. no threat. <laughs> no, completely. Because he's just pushing icicles against his arms for a long. And then, as I said, they melt and now he's just all wet. He's like, now you're just all wet. Oh, my fucking Christ. I can't even do this right. Oh. The end. Uh-huh. So, of course, a lot of adults watched it because he said it's going to be pornography and it's only for children. So they're like... Okay, so he's probably going to go to jail after making this. Yeah, this is going to be some bad stuff. Right, but I also need to see what he made and wanted to put out there. Was so desperate to give to the people that he was willing to go to jail for it. He he was trying to show pornography to Chilean Will, Willem Dafoe, famous American actor. He played Green Goblin. He he stabbed Spider Man. He he played a guy who almost stabbed Aquaman. Who's friends with Aquaman, but he's going to stab him. Now he's stabbing strangers with icicles. This has to be his life's work. But then it's just sort of a a non-starter. Kind of a yeah. I thought Willem Dafoe was going to commit a major felony, and instead <laughs> I got a big bucket of what the fuck. Exactly the end. But then he's like, but there's got to be a sequel. And then winks. Ah. <laughs> there's not. There's not. People will be waiting for that sequel for a long time. 
<laughs> and that's just the ideas I have. I don't ask for them. They just come to me. It's a 15 minutes uh, oh, no, a day, usually, it's... drinking coffee. And that's what happens in there. What was the title of it? That, that Did he ever say the name of it? The new show? I don't think so. At first, I thought it was going to be something like A Nation of Nations. You know, something that really brings you all together but doesn't say anything. But, no, nah, that doesn't quite fit, does it? Well, I'll think on that. I'm enough. I've, I've had enough. I've done enough to you, too. Thank you for hearing my idea. I oh, know. I thank you for sharing it. Yeah. It's the most confusing one you've done. <laughs> anyway, Jonathan, I need to do a poem. So do you feel more famous? Uh, I feel embarrassed a little bit. My idea struck out. And I'm also... People are going to be thinking about semen in me. And that's... Not what I planned for well, mostly today. Mostly on you. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be way more on you than in you. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there will be some accidental ingestion. There always is. Well, yeah. I mean, some of it's going to leak in around your eyelids. It's it's unavoidable. I did get to ask before. It's so It was so interesting to me when you were talking about how in the act of giving oral sex to someone with a penis, you might be feeling like, whoa, like it. And then after they ejaculate, you might be like, eh. Don't really want this. Yeah. Oh, God. Again. Yeah. Is that what happens? Is that how it feels sometimes? It's good for me to know. Sometimes. On the other, uh, on the receiving end or, or or the giving end. of. Sometimes you just sort of look up and go, it's a living. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, it was exciting. Oh, yeah. It was like, oh, God, what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> and then it happens and you're like. And then it's, oh, God, it's happening. <laughs> Fair enough. Thanks for thanks for making that clear. That makes me feel good. Oh, thank you. I, I like to think I'm pretty skilled. You're doing a great job of using the blowjob to illustrate the first, you know, like couple of weeks at a new job bef- between when you're hired and when you receive your first paycheck. Capitalism. We've brought it back around. We sure have. Yeah. So I'm feeling good. Not so famous. A little embarrassed, but feeling good. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's progress. <laughs> it's a change True I, I, I have been changed forever Good Bye Bye Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling Conrad Zimmerman and Jonathan Off-Road Rules Editing and production by Justin McDaniel the intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened.